Ladies and gentlemen, when when are podcasters going to stop talking about Kanye West, huh? When are we going to stop talking about Kanye West? I mean, it's getting... Uh... This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, it's getting a little crazy. It's getting a little crazy out here at the fact that every time I have a phone call with somebody, perfect example, I just got off the phone with Paul. And for the fifth time this week, um, we've talked about Kanye West. He isn't going away. And so like, but he did go away. You know what I mean? He definitely, he did go away. And, um, it's insane to me that, um, uh, he just keeps coming back. Kanye keeps coming back, doesn't he? And so like Instagram and Twitter dumped him, like they suspended him, but like they were going to let him back on because, you know, it was just a temporary suspension. They don't, you know, usually permanently ban people. Some people they do. And so Instagram like this week, let him back on, uh, they let him back on. And then you'll never guess what happened. Um, he started spewing some hate speech again. And so then they kicked him right back off of Instagram this week. So they let Kanye back on and then they immediately said some shit again. And then they kicked him right back off. It's hilarious to me. And so it's kind of comical at this point. And so, um, unfortunately a lot more businesses and like a lot more, uh, companies, uh, are just kind of laying down the law with Kanye. We have a list. Here's a list of more people that kind of dumped, uh, Kanye Paramount plus they found out Kanye was an avid, um, survivor watcher. So, uh, survivor, uh, is a big thing in the West household. Every Thursday they turn on Paramount plus they watch the latest, um, the price is right episode with Drew Carey, hate him and uh survivor. They, they just were in a new season now. And so he, it's, it's every Thursday we do this at the Kanye West house. Can't do it anymore because they canceled his Paramount plus subscription. So no more survivor for Kanye. Planet Fitness, dude. Kanye, everyone knows. Everyone knows. That's why everyone goes to Planet Fitness, uh, because they Kanye can be seen in the massage chairs there. He goes like every other day to a different Planet Fitness to the massage chairs, 
canceled his black card, no more massage chairs at Planet Fitness for Kanye West. You know what I mean? And I mean, wow. If this one, well, here's the thing. This one, this one probably doesn't matter. Uh, apparently MeUndies has dropped him. Uh, so no more MeUndies. They used to send him packages every month. And now um, they've obviously dropped that sponsorship with the Yeezy brand. But I think Yeezy probably has their own uh, probably has their own, uh, underwear that he probably wears. I don't think he probably wears the MeUndies that he gets delivered to the house. Um, but that's okay. And of course, oh dude, this sucks, man. Amazon Bezos, Jeff Bezos said no more Amazon prime for Kanye West. So they canceled his Amazon prime account and, uh, I mean, dude, they're ordering shit left and right with Yay's credit card over there at Amazon. So they're getting packages every day. No more two day free shipping, baby. Like now Kanye West and his entire family and everyone who lives at his house, uh, they got to wait like three to five days, regular shipping from now on for Kanye West. No more two-day shipping. And of course, we know Amazon Prime has a whole bunch of other things, other benefits that need now he can't even do. How's he supposed to watch Hotel Transylvania 4? You know what I mean? Not with the, he doesn't have a Prime account anymore. So, so, and uh, I mean, um, uh, now this one, unfortunately, this one hits home. I mean, if this happened to me, dude, I'd be, whoop, whoop, uh, not good. Not, not good. So I can only hope that this one's not true. Blue Chew. Blue Chew has dropped Kanye West. Uh, they are no longer sending those delicious little pills to the Kanye West household. I mean, what? Oh, man. I mean, what are we gonna, what are we gonna do? What are we going to do? I mean, this is detrimental. They've taken the man's clothing line. They've taken the man's shoes. Chase Bank has cut ties. They've taken everything from him, his HelloFresh deal, so now he can't eat. They took his undies, so he doesn't have underwear. Kanye West doesn't have much left, and now they've taken the man's erections. They can't even keep it upright because Blue Chew has severed ties with their relationship with Kanye West. You know who they haven't severed ties with? Your hard dick and this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 64, baby, and this is the What Are We Doing podcast. This is the What Are We Doing podcast. So <clears throat> Chris Angel is back. Um, and by back, I mean, he never really went anywhere. And like by back, I mean, not really back because it's not that fantastic. Um, but for all intensive purposes, we'll say Chris Angel's brought himself back into the spotlight for a while now. He's kind of been off TV on here and there doing this or that promo, whatever it might be, but he's mainly been doing like his live shows that he claims everyone goes to, but I don't know who's actually going. Um, because, because, uh, like, um, you know, <coughs> like, like we talked about last week, um, you know, my run as a magician for, for eight to 10 years, obviously, uh, put me in the crosshairs and in the lines and in the universe of Chris Angel. I was obsessed. Okay. I had the, um, 
boy, I had the, I had the, I had the shirts, I had the chains, I had the handcuffs on my belt loops. I had a, a belt buckle with, that was a, a, like a diamond studded four aces. I have a four aces belt buckle that I would wear with this all white air apostle hoodie because it's something Chris Angel would wear. And I had his cars with the logo and my name with the logo on my shirt. And I mean, it was, it was my persona for the first quarter of my magic career. I mean, my name, like I call myself McCurdy mind freak, the most cringiest shit I've ever fucking done on my entire life. If I've ever done anything cringier, it was giving myself the name McCurdy mind freak. I hate it. Every time it comes up on my time hop, I still see a logo because it was just an L with an M. So imagine this is an M that I turned this way and I named, and it was McCurdy Mind Freak. And it was, it was so bad. If I can find it, I'll put it on the screen, but it was so bad. Um, but my obsession with Chris Angel, I mean, I would watch every week on A&E, a new episode of Chris Angel Mind Freak would come out and next Every time was was bigger and better and more spectacle. And I mean, when he like cuts the people in half and when he levitates over the buildings, I mean, dude, when I saw him walk on water across that pool, I immediately the next day filmed myself walking on water in my mother's bathtub. I swear to God. I swear to God. I, there's a video somewhere. It's probably not online anymore. But I, as magician Levi Sparks, filled up my mother's bathtub about halfway and I have videos. Uh, I have videos. I put my flip flops on and I stood on top of the water. It was the coolest thing I've ever done. Uh, it was a neat little illusion. It would have been great if I had access to a pool, much like Chris Angel, um, but I didn't. And so it's fine. And so um, it was great. And so that was fun. And so like I was obsessed. Chris Angel could do no wrong. Now, Fast forward 15 years, and it's the most absurd, hilarious shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Listen to me. I can't think of a more better time than I had a few weeks ago when I find out that the Roku channel has like all of the Chris Angel Mind Freak episodes from back in the day, like 2006, on there for free. I watched them while Megs was making dinner one night, and boy, oh boy, are they horrendous. I mean, the people that he has hired to give these reactions, the people that he's hired on his team that are just there to boost his ego and like be like, Chris is crazy. Oh my God, I can't believe he wants to do this, but we're going to let him do it because he's Chris. And so then they like, they, they tie him up and they put him in a trunk. Dude, the one episode, the one episode, his uncle dies in a car crash and to tribute to, 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 to give tribute and, and just, and, you know, to, to, to give, you know, thanks and to serve his uncle. He, he did a trick where he locked himself in the trunk of a car and then let that car go headfirst into, um, a, a 10 foot pool. And so basically he had three minutes to get out or he'd also drown and die in the car. And then like, there's interviews of like his aunt and it's this weird family dynamic. And like, you can tell he like forced his family to do this for the show. It's so bad now. I praised it 15 years ago and now it's so bad. Watch it. Look up Chris Angel Mind Freak on YouTube and it's just, it is terrible. 
But, you know, I was obsessed. And so, you know, like my mom, my mom faked a timeshare in Las Vegas. My mom took me to Las Vegas for my 21st birthday just to see Chris Angel. And in order to get like a cheaper and free hotel and the tickets to the theater, I'm pretty sure she got a bunch of shit for free because she was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll I'll sign up for your timeshare, Um, you know. And, uh, and then they went to like this presentation thing. They're like, Hey, we'll be right back. So I went to like the casino and gambled a little bit and like drank a little bit. And then we went and saw Chris Angel and it was like a moment in my life that I'll never forget. I was excited. I thought it was dope. I like went to the thing and I bought a new deck of cards and I started doing magic tricks outside the theater for people. I have videos of me doing magic for people on like the train, the plane ride to Vegas, the plane ride home outside of the theater. I mean, I was living my best life for 72 hours. I thought I was the shit because I just saw Chris Angel believe or whatever his show was at the time. Now it's like anamorphica or anorexia or something like that. Chris Angel anorexia, I think is the name of it. And, um, now it's, uh, dude, I mean, we're, we're living, we're having a great time. Okay. And here's the thing. Uh, Chris Angel used to walk on glass and I thought, I thought, I thought that, um, they were actually doing it. So I did it too. I walked on glass once as a magician and, um, I didn't think there was anything to it other than just breaking up the glass and then walking on it and just enduring the pain because that's what they said in the episode. They said, listen, what you need to do is you need to focus. You need to get your mind right. And if the pain is there, you just block it out. You block out the pain. You won't feel anything. And so that's what I did. And so I just broke up like glass bottles. I got a six pack of glass bottles and broke them up in my dad's, uh, and my dad's uh, driveway, we put some towels down and I broke up the bottles and then I walked on glass. Uh, there's video of this that I have and um, it's probably on the screen maybe. And um, I walked on the glass and like till this day, there's still a piece in the bottom of my heel. I feel it if I stand on my foot too long and um, my feet were bleeding. Of course, it hurt a little bit, but like not that much. And I thought I was the shit. Come to find out, if you ever see a magician walking on glass, and this is what they didn't fucking tell me, so I guess I wasn't really in the club at the time, is that what you do is you take the glass, you put it in a pillowcase or like a container, like a Tupperware container, and you shake it up. And what happens when you shake it up, all the edges of the glass, they get dull. So they start getting dull because eventually the glass will then turn into sand and eventually it'll disappear. So the more you shake it, some magicians throw theirs uh, in, a, in a pillowcase and then throw it in the dryer so it bangs it around for 30 minutes straight. And then after that 30 minutes, the pieces are dull. You can go like this with one of the pieces of glass. It's not going to cut you. It's like a seashell. That's why seashells aren't sharp because they're constantly grinding up the sand. The sand the sand is, it's glass. That's what it is, right? So just you, Google it. And so the magicians would would doll down their glass and that's the glass you were seeing. Now, if you watch Chris Angel do it, you'll see that they put all the doll glass in the middle of his row and that's what he walks on. And then they put very sharp, very large spiky pieces deliberately throughout his walk that he's not purposely obviously going to step on because he's not an idiot. I didn't know that. And so I walked on real glass. So essentially I'm a better magician than Chris Angel. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. And so <clears throat> here's, and then, <laughs> this is the only issue with magic. Okay. Once you know, you know, 
there is a fundamental like five effects in magic. Like a deck of cards can only be handled five-ish, like a grand total of five-ish ways. Like there's there's either uh, a free choice, 100% free choice, which means something else is in play. Uh, a so, you know, we have uh, in walks Chris Angel's magic with the stars. And when I say nothing, really, I meant like, remember when I showed you a few episodes ago that clip of the kid on America's Got Talent this year who did like the, de- the deck of cards to like a song? Hey, he didn't do anything. They played a track and he just flipped over each card. Like that was the trick. And like he got a standing ovation. And so the opening. And so here we have Chris Angel's magic with the stars. As I'm sure you guessed it, uh, the premise of the show, because I'm sure you already know, but for the one person who doesn't know, Chris Angel's magic with the stars uh, every week, two different celebrities battle it out. Chris takes two celebrities under his wing and celebrities is a loose term because they're, it's, let's be honest. They're, they're all washed up. They're not real like celebrities anymore. Kind of like uh, we'll, we'll get to some of the people who were on it in a minute, but Chris takes two celebrities, um, and, uh, teaches them his magic tricks. There's three rounds each round. They get some stars. We'll get it. And then, uh, then, and then whoever does it best, like Chris Angel pretty much wins and they don't really win anything. Um, but it was just fun. And then the next week, two more people do it. And then the next week, two more people do it. And then that's it. And then that's the whole show. And so for example, we have this episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Have uh, celebrities doing magic. And like I said, by celebrities, like for example, the first episode, Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue from High School Musical was one of the contestants, and then he was going against some other guy. And then, like, uh, in the second episode, okay, uh, in the second episode, it was like uh, Omarion. It's like Omarion versus Corbin Blue. First of all, Corbin Blue from High School Musical, go away. Like, what are you doing? Your career, like, let's maybe not, hey, go away. Because this is the best, this is the best your management can get you is Chris Angel's magic with the stars. Now, Omarion makes sense because Omarion hasn't really done shit since you got served. And if you don't think for one second that I know exactly what you got served is and that I didn't watch it every other day when I was a kid and had the movie poster in my room, ask Sandy Dunkel, she'll confirm it's probably still in her basement. I had a You Got Served movie poster in my room and I wished I prayed that one day that I could be the kid to get in the ring and Steve Harvey says go. And then me and all my white rich friends dance battle and win and take all the money away from the kids who grew up in this scene and in the city. And then like they discover who they are and then we all meet up again. And like, it's me versus Omarion. And then like, he comes up to me and he's like, yo fool, 
you got served. You know what I mean? Like I wanted that for myself like ever since. Like I did the dance lessons, dude. I thought I could do it. You should see me at weddings now. Ask Justin. Justin will tell you I'm one of the best dancers he knows. Like it's it's pretty up there whether or not I'm a better dancer or whether Justin is a better dancer. So it's like it's neck and neck most days. I'm more up to date on the latest trends just because I'm on TikTok. So I know some more things than he does. Like I know the crank, like, you know, the, like the, you know what I mean? So like, it's, it's crazy. Um, so maybe someday, maybe him and I will just have to have like a, you got served style dance battle. Um, and you know what I mean? So hell yeah. So Marion's a magician now, right? <laughs> because he's got nothing else better to do. And so, um, we opened the episode with Chris Angel performing, um, nothing by the way, the episode opens, if I can get it, I'll have it here. The episode opens with, um, a man on fire, not Chris Angel, a man on fire, another man making cards appear from behind his hands. Um, and then a creepy girl that's crawling around and then she gets hoisted into the air, uh, with a wire that you can see, like, it's not like a levitation. Like she just gets hoisted away for some reason, no reason at all. And then poof, a cloud of smoke and Chris Angel comes through it and they have fans blowing on him. So his hair goes like, whoosh. and like, that's the opening scene and like the standing ovation, hands clap all around there was literally a man on fire, a guy doing something with cards. A lady got hoisted away for no reason at all. And poof, Chris Angel showed up from backstage after a bunch of smoke showed up and a bunch of fans blew air. Like, what are we talking about? He didn't do anything. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um, so we have three rounds, right? A stage illusion, um, which is essentially nothing, um, because they're just using Chris Angel's props, like all of Chris Angel's like stage props and illusions. They're baked right into the theater that they're in. So you can most certainly assume that even though on Penn and Teller fool us, there are no trap doors. There's nothing on stage to help the contestants. They actually have to perform magic on Chris Angel's show. They're just using his props and his people and his expertise. So like in the stage round, Corbin Blue didn't do anything. In the stage round, Amarion didn't do anything. Like they just danced around, they banged a baton, they banged on the stage, they took a big blanket over the chair and poof, a girl showed up. Wonder where she came from. Who knows? It's a mystery. It's a magic trick. You're not supposed to know. It's a fucking mystery. I wonder where. You know what I mean? And so, so then, and so then the next round is close up magic. And this is the most work that these guys actually have to do because sometimes it requires them to like shuffle a deck of cards or swallow string or, you know, whatever they make them do. Um, so the close up round was kind of okay. It was kind of cool. It was fun seeing them. And, um, and then, and then the final round is supposed to be an illusion that gets a standing ovation. And when I tell you that Chris Angel taught Corbin Blue and Omarion how to levitate, I mean, watching watching these men levitate on stage, and mind you, there's no way, right? There's no fucking way. Confirmed. Confirmed. There's no way 
that any wires were used for these men levitating on stage. Okay. If there was wires, that would be too suspicious. So there's definitely something else going on here. But I watched Corbin blue float around the stage. He walked the kid like walked down a ladder and then they floated him. And then he like floated up into the, into the curtain and disappeared. And standing ovations all around four out of five stars. You guys killed it. And I mean, it's just insane. He floats through a ladder on a stage. And so each round there's judges, right? The judges and the judges are (laughs) so stupid. Judges, Lance Burton's a judge. Okay. And if we're giving anyone props, Lance Burton needs props. He's a decorated magician. Like we like him. He has histories, magic castle guy. Like, you know what I mean? Lance Burton's like a legit magician. You think of a magician, Lance Burton's on the list. You know what I mean? And then of course we have Chris Angel, who's just Chris Angel. And like before every, you know, commercial break, Chris Angel's promoting his show. Like, Hey, go see anorexia live at planet Hollywood in Vegas. You know what I mean? Like, let's go. And then he stands up and he makes the crowd cheer by going like this, because this is what you do when you want the crowd to cheer. And, um, dude. And, uh, and so then, oh, and so then the host comes out and the host is Eddie Griffin. We'll get to it in a second. The host comes out and Eddie Griffin goes, they have to give stars. They have to rate the magic tricks out of five stars. And so every other round, Eddie Griffin goes, judges sling those stars. And uh, I swear to God, all everyone in the audience does the same thing. They yell it with them. Sling those stars. It's absurd. From one to five stars. Okay. Judges. Sling those stars. And um, Eddie Griffin's there. Eddie Griffin's the host, like comedian, Deuce Bigelow, the new guy, double take, Eddie Griffin. He's the host. Uh, <laughs> and um, he's not really doing anything either. He just kind of uh, reads the teleprompter and asks the judges what they think. And every time he tries to tell a joke because he is a comedian on stage in Las Vegas, it makes sense. Um, Chris Angel's like, wait a minute, Eddie, I need to promote the show. And like starts talking about anorexia again. And it's like one of the most insane things I have ever seen it. The first episode has so many washed up celebrities. The third judge is like Lonnie, somebody she's like a comedian or something that no one's ever fucking heard of. So we have her Chris Angel, Lance Burton, Eddie Griffin's the host. We've got Corbin blue levitating on the stage. We've got Omarion dancing his way to win his episode. And I mean, it's just the most absurd. Whoever gave Chris angel the okay green light slash budget for the theater, the money, the show, the whatever, whoever put it on the CW, that person needs to be sit down and taken to the hospital and checked for mental problems because we don't need this. Nothing's happening. No one's requesting Chris Angel teach random washed up C-list celebrities his boring stage illusion magic tricks that we all know how it's done. Chris Angel, you're not cutting anyone in half. And when you walk down the ladder, what do we think is going on there? Think about it for two seconds. It's just insane to me. Listen, he'll get a season two and I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. 
I told Megs, if the show gets a season two, like, don't be surprised. Do not be surprised if the show gets a season two. It's, it's insane, man. It's insane. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a God. There is a God. Let us be good. I swear. When I say I pray for things, I don't pray for things like world peace, solving world hunger, like uh, a good economy, a foreseeable good future, like financially stable wealth, like all that stuff. I don't pray for any of that. I pray for this news right here. I pray for this because it will make no one but my life, no one's life but my own, 1,000% better. Listen, I'm selfish. I get it. Now, will this news benefit a handful of other people? Yes. But right now, right now, I'm solely focused on myself. And it's okay. It's okay to be selfish sometimes. We all need to be selfish sometimes. And this news is for me and no one else else. So, you know, if you're still listening, that's fine. But, um, you know, my life's about to get better right now. I've got the article pulled up right here. Okay. Um, and let's just be honest. Let's just be honest with ourselves. This podcast has given this topic, this story, this movie, this everything, so much coverage. We're the only ones actually still talking about it. No one else talks about it. Joe Rogan's not talking about it. Chrysler's not talking about it. Tim 20 minutes isn't talking about it. Go to 20 Tim minutes, go to Google type in 20, the number two zero Tim T I M minutes. I am minutes. M I N T U S. I don't know how to fucking spell 20 Tim minutes. You know what the fuck the thing to do and buy a hat. No one's buying these dope ass hats except for me and Haley. So buy a hat. Jesus, you cheap fucks. I think it was like $5 or something. I don't know. Buy a hat. It's cold out now. So get a hat and it's got Tim's little clock on it. Okay. So listen, our podcast, our podcast is, is probably the only one it's like, it's us. And then it's like the second highest authority in media and reporting ever on the planet, the Hollywood reporter. Okay. Fathom events announced that it will release, uh, the director, director Waterfield slasher movie into theaters on February 15th across the U S with plans to showcase the film in the UK, Canada, Mexico, Winnie the Pooh blood and honey was created following the classic children's book entering public domain in January, 2022. Blood and Honey stars a feral poo and piglet that will go on a murder spree in a hundred acre woods. Director Waterfield is already planning a sequel to go along with the movie, as well as another murderous take on public domain children's series, Peter Pan, Neverland Nightmares. Holy fucking shit. Breaking goddamn news. Here we go. Let's unpack it. Okay. Wow. First of all, first, first things first. I'm the realist, okay? Not only are my Valentine's Day plans now cemented into the ground, because listen, um, you thought we were taking the girls? You think Megs wants to go see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey? No way. She's going to stay home and watch Grey's Anatomy or Love Island or whatever she's watching that week. And I'm going to take my best friend Paul and Justin if he wants to go. He probably doesn't want to go because he's not a movie guy. So I'm going to take Paul to go see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Okay. And um, I think it's going to be a blast because it's coming out February 15th. No fucking way. Table for two. Give me all the tickets. 
Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey coming to theaters in the United States for one day. So wherever it is, I'm going. Just like if it's if it's in a different state, I'm driving to that state. I have to. I have to go. What else better am I going to do on February 15th anyways? You know what I mean? Go get candy and flowers for 50 to 60% off? No. Don't need any more of that. So I'm going to see Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Okay? Uh, next thing to unpack from the article here, a sequel. Are you kidding me? Thanks to you people and the internet, we're already getting a sequel for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I get a dollar for every time I say it. Speaking of me getting a dollar, thanks for running up this episode on Spotify. We've already made $4 and 58 cents and it's all thanks to you guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. So we're getting a sequel. And so thanks to you guys, we're getting a sequel. Thanks to you guys, we're getting a sequel. Okay. If the hype wasn't big enough around this, they wouldn't have greenlit a sequel already. So thanks to the virality and essentially all the news coverage that this podcast has given the movie now franchise, it seems to be, uh, you know, you're welcome. So can't wait to go see the sequel in theaters as well. And then, and then, and then the biggest news of them all, Peter Pan Neverland Nightmare. Okay. We're getting a Peter Pan Neverland Nightmare movie. And I mean, Michael Jackson has to show up, right? Like there's no way we're calling it the Neverland Nightmare. And there's not some form of something that has anything to do with Neverland Ranch in the movie. Come on. I mean, it's too chew on the tongue, right? I mean, so it's, uh, yeah, it's gotta be, there's gotta be something. There's gotta be something. Peter Pan's in public domain. Pinocchio's in public domain. I'd love to see what they do with that. If you haven't seen the, um, the del Toro, I think is, was it del Toro? Uh, there's a, there's a new Pinocchio movie out right now. And so, man, I mean, <laughs> listen, it's Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, Pooh and Piglet are out there killing fucking OnlyFans girls in the hot tub. Nothing's off the table. Nothing is off the table for these people. And I think the director's onto something here. So hopefully these become like the next Sharknados and I fall in love with them forever. You know what I mean? But listen, the uh, the sports world is rocked by yet another scandal, okay? Now, unfortunately, no news uh, for our friend Brittany Griner. She's still locked up in Russia. So sad, unfortunately. We can't do anything to get her out. It's not happening, people. I don't think they're letting her go. They got to make a choice. They got to make a lesson out of somebody, and I think that's what they're doing. If you think Putin has time to deal with the fact that he, we've got one of our people locked up, he has no time. He's busy with the Ukraine. He needs the Ukraine first, and then maybe he'll talk about it later. But uh, I think her appeal was denied yesterday, so it's just not looking good. It's not looking good for her to get out. But we're not talking about that. Uh, we're talking about uh, something something way bigger, okay? Something way bigger that has rocked the professional sports world. ESPN reports, 
professional cornhole has been uh, rocked by a controversy after a top-ranked team was accused of using illegal beanbags in the 2002 American Cornhole League Championship just last month. Holy fucking shit, here we go. Let's break this down because I bet you didn't know that there's professional cornhole players. And we did our research here at the Wad Pod because we always do. If you yourself, it's actually really easy. It's one of the most it's one of the most easiest sports to go pro in. That's why like this, the championship that they were cheating in uh, was like one of the highest uh, prize pots of fifteen thousand dollars, like one five zero zero zero. Not a lot at all. Like the, the world chess championships, like the equivalent is like $350,000. So it's just a little, little, uh, little blimp on the radar as it comes to professional sports. Um, but nonetheless, the only way that you can actually become a professional cornhole player is if, uh, you can drink, I don't, I can't remember. I can't remember if it's specifically a 12 pack or a 24 pack. We'll say 24 pack. If you can drink a 24 pack of Bud Light, just the normal size cans in less than 10 minutes, uh, they let you on the team. ESPN automatically gives you a three year deal after you pass that test. And then they hook you up with sponsors. Like the main sponsor of this one, um, I think was like Bush's baked beans. Like they just had a big baked bean logo on like their Jersey shirt. Cause that's the only company they could get to sponsor the professional cornhole league this year. Um, so I mean, it's insane. I mean, people are like up in arms about it. Like there was an hour delay, um, <clears throat> the scandal is dubbed bag gate. Uh, at the now infamous incident began when, um, one player from the team complained that the rival opponents, uh, bags they were using were smaller than regulation, uh, during the finals, which was broadcasted live on ESPN from Rock Hill, South Carolina. And I mean, that sounds about right. I mean, Rock Hill, South Carolina doesn't have too much else going on. It seems like the perfect location to host the like grand finals of the world national champion cornhole championship. You know what I mean? Um, he goes on to say, he says, I thought their bags were too thin. Uh, he told the Wall Street Journal. And then officials began gathering. We actually have pictures. Go ahead on the screen. We have pictures here. Officials began gathering the bags, and uh, they inspected both teams and confirmed they were both, in fact, using non-regulation bags. Holy shit. The world of professional cornhole just busted wide open. I mean, can you believe it? Um. Wow. So both teams bags were found not compliant. And according to ACL regulations, cornhole bags must be six inches by six inches. And when laid flat, weigh 16 ounces and no more. There's very minor variation tolerated for the weight of your cornhole bags. I mean, this is insane to me. I don't know who they thought they were, that they thought maybe they could get away with the, the whole like, what smaller, lighter bags. So they travel farther or heavy. you know what I mean? Like what's the advantage here? People, I I'm smelling something's fishy. Okay. Something is a little, something's a little fishy. Okay. It's a little fishy. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we're going to do about it here. Um, 
do, 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 do. A one hour delay ensued before officials determined that the violations were not intentional and decided to continue the competition with the $15,000 cash prize at stake. I mean, this is their lot fees for their double Y trailer for like two years straight. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money for these guys. And so, um, and so, I mean, just more information on the cornhole, um, there are currently 155,000 members of the ACL and uh, up to 30,000 of those members joined as professional cornhole players in 2021 alone. In 2021 alone. And the ACL's top players, get this, the top cornhole players make 250 grand a year. Okay? So if you've got cornhole in your backyard, start practicing. Okay, because all you need to sign up is a case of beer and a few other things and some endurance and you're in. You've got Baker's Bush Beans fucking just sponsoring you left and right and you're making 250 a K easy on ESPN. Easy. Easy. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Like, you know, what skill set does a pro bagger need? You know what I mean? Like what? What do you, what, there's no, you, you toss to bags. And if you're good at it, and if you have that good eye, like I can't toss for shit. I can't play cornhole for shit. You'll never find me a professional cornholer, you know? But other than that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 64 of the What Are We Doing podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. And um, I hope next time uh, it's a little bit better for you. Maybe you laughed a little bit more than episode 63. So thank you so much for checking out episode 64. Run this up on Spotify because there's like 12 ambassador ads on there. And every time you listen to one of those, we make money. We're up to $4 so far this year. I want to end this year with at least five. So let's rock it out on Spotify. Listen to those ads and run it up. I think last time I listened to it on Spotify, we had some Duracell on there uh, and we had some vacation stuff on there. I mean, it was real fun. Okay. We've got some real fun ads on these podcasts. Click the links down below. If you need anything and everything from us, use our links because we get kickbacks, uh, whether you buy it from us or just them anyway. So support us while doing it, uh, whether it's blue chew, ship station, bark box, or anything else you might need in your life. A dude robe, get your man a robe for uh, Valentine's day. Get your man a robe for Valentine's Day from dudrobe.com using promo code WAD and uh, you'll get percentage off and free shipping and then get them tickets to see uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey in theaters only February 15th. Not sponsored, but we'd love to be. Listen, uh, I just became a brand ambassador, so we might be talking about some new things on this podcast coming soon. Uh, it might flow into the podcast. It might not depends on what we're doing over there. I can't really talk too much about it yet, but we've got scripts. We've got talking points in place and like things are rolling over here and it's getting a little insane. So, um, we're having fun and we're making money doing it and it's all thanks to you guys. And, um, I can't wait till next time. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it'll be just a little bit better for you. So until next time, my name is Levi McCurdy. This is the, what are we doing podcast? Check us out. Wadpod.com W A W D.com backslash links. You'll find everything you need there to follow us, subscribe, stalk us online and, uh, send us your money at patreon.com backslash. What are you doing? What are we doing? Patreon.com backslash. What are we doing? The links in the description down below, wherever you're watching this, join it, dude. It's a dollar. Okay. It's definitely only a dollar and that's all you need. And you'll support us and you'll help us win. Uh, we're banging over there. So they've got video now. So all of these episodes will be uploaded there automatically via video. So check that out over at patreon.com backslash. What are we doing? 
and support us there. Shout out to our Patreons this week, Megan, Justin, Ariel, and Tim. You guys are the shit. Thank you so much. Uh, Join that ever-growing list of people supporting us. Remember when it was just one name, now it's four. Okay, we've gone up 400%, and that's what I like to see. My name's Levi McCurdy. Peace out. This is the What Are We Doing podcast.